The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate, and in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. And good morning, everybody. Well, I don't know if it's a good morning, but good morning. It's December 1st, 2015, and this is Good Morning New York. Uh, no, it's December 1st, 2015. It is my pleasure to be with you here from Blastoff Studios in New York. Did I just repeat that twice? <laughs> you did. Okay. I told you, it's I don't even, even know what kind of a day this it's is. Denial. Yes, you did. Denial yes, you it's did. It's December. It's denial. Oh, there you go. It's December, the first. Yeah. December 1st. There we go. There we have it. My goodness. It's raining in New York City. Bad cab situations over the week, which we're not talking about today. <laughs> So how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Oh, man. Nice. It was great. Nice. Yeah. I think that I was on the most, certainly for myself, the most social media uh, Thanksgiving of all time, maybe. We might, like, you know, go Explain viral. That. Anyway, I was You with, personally? I have, well, just where I was. So I have two sides of my family, to put it simply. And one is the beach side, all the folks from the beach. They're actually my brother's in-laws. And I'm a major aunt. So I'm a big-time aunt. And I've got all these incredible nieces and one nephew. And then I have the upstate version of my family. So I always spend Thanksgivings with my beach side of the family. And they're all of these, they're 20 now, 21, 25, you know, just all these young, alive, awake, on fire, in trouble, not in trouble girls, right? And then my brother, uh. who might as well be, my brother might as well be 22 right along with them. Oh, He's yeah. older than me. Is so he on Snapchat from, too? I, oh, I even have stories. He went on Facebook for the first time. Oh, I have okay. stories so he's not about really what 22. he's, he's like, but he's Snapchat. liking all his daughter's 22-year-olds and putting comments down. And they're like, ew, you know, because it's like Haley's dad. Yeah, anyway, yeah. just to say that we, my family is wild and we, we, drink and we dance and we laugh and we eat and we dance and we dance and we dance. And the whole thing was being videoed this year. And so there were just endless, we we danced for like four straight hours and it was just so funny to see playback Wow! because people are, my son and I (laughs) moved, uh, got there at like four o'clock in the afternoon and they usually pick us up and they said, we'll send you an Uber. We're already drunk. Uh So, that was my Thanksgiving. Well, just to circle it back to real estate. Um, oh, there you go. You <laughs> good tidbit, broker, you. I have a client who really doesn't call me ever, ever. And he called on Thanksgiving. That's <laughs> sweet. Oh, no. Wanting to have a, a status meeting or. Of course. Oh, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The only day he <laughs> called saying... was Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. No, no gratitude. You take knowing, a breath. Knowing, knowing, knowing you, you did the status call, right? You no, did have, I actually oh, didn't. I am proud of you. And you do know me, but, you too. but I didn't. Good and it was you. to make a point. Did, did you, anyone call you on did Thanksgiving? You, no. Did, oh. did you hit ignore or did you let it ring all the I way through the voice? Oh, wow. I just let it ring. 
There's something hey, to be said about hit ignore and then just let it ring. Yeah, it yeah. ring away, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, but the and phone was, I wasn't I around my phone. Yeah, sorry. Looking. On the total vein note, because no one can see any of us because we're not on camera, but Rachel today has straightened her hair versus her regular curly. You look so gorgeous. It's my preference. Thank you, my love. I love your hair. Agreed. I yes, want to right. say out there to the listeners, if you have curly hair, then you understand that you do look a little bit more elegant to clients with straight hair. Yeah. So it's all about no, pre- presentation about and presentation. perception. I, yeah. And just bringing it back to the radio show here, um, we all do our own thing. <laughs> Niall wears suits. Up. I'm in the circle up today. <laughs> Niall wears suits, and that's his that's his thing. And Vince is more cash, and that's his thing, and we all have our thing. Yeah, I, I, I always tell you I like your hair straight better, but I do like it curly, too. There's mm-hmm. I agree. That little you curly love me. Kind of, I agree. Oh, well, she I has do these really you. cool curls. Yeah, yes. they're just so perfect Absolutely. as opposed to some yeah. of us. Like sort of like Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's got curled to the power of 100. Yeah. Yeah, there you have it. So listen, we're going to take it just a little off off um, real estate uh, this morning for, for a segment here or so because I want to talk about some other things, you know, just that are important out there. We just talked about Thanksgiving. So Black Friday was a big, um, big day on Friday. Did any of you participate in shopping on the day after Thanksgiving, which is known as Black Friday? I know me personally. I stay the hell away from every everything, retail or whatever, but most of this country does not. What, I, what? I'm in the Vince camp. I stayed away from it completely. Um, actually, to, I was in Connecticut with my family and just had a little walk in the woods mm. just to reconnect with uh-huh. nature. Didn't want to see a retail store or anything like that at all. So I'm, I'm in your camp. You know, but, 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 but some of you weigh in because I, it's interesting to me how Anybody would want to take advantage of a day like that. I don't care what the sales are. I mean, um, they're always going to be a sale. But why Jonestown? do you want to be? Well, <laughs> Jonestown. Why do you want to be? Well, that's oh, following right. the path. But I was in Connecticut. I was in Connecticut like Nile, and I was with lots of women, and they were not having not doing that. Oh. But we were in a little town, and we went through well. it, and we power shopped. And I got like pleather pants for twenty two bucks that were one hundred and ten. I got I got like five items, and it cost me sixty two dollars. So but I it's was like pleased. being on bumper cars. You know, you're yeah. bumping into people. Oh, yes. and people are bumping into no, you. I it's would like, like I don't beeline do it in. I button line like really discreetly. I was in and out of stores, well, and I, I did really well. That's why Cyber Monday, I think, was well, really big this year because people didn't want to play bumper cars. It was yeah. huge. It, it was really huge was. this year. Very, I bought old school speakers that would have been like a thousand dollars for two hundred bucks. Oh. My son did it for me. I took advantage See, of you both. Do your homework. Like Ivy obviously did her homework and did a lot of research ahead of time. It can be worth it. But I think for the vast majority of people, a little bit is the thrill right. of getting yeah. some kind of bargain that you didn't research. But I stopped doing it years ago because I found amidst all the hype, a lot of the stores – don't really have huge sales. They'll have what they call these doorbusters, as you all know. Right. So the first 10 people get the super discount. Everybody else is back with the mob mentality, and they're uh, not getting it. It's, I totally so agree. I, I actually bought one thing on right before Cyber Monday. My spin studio was having, if you buy a certain package of tickets, you get it for 15% off. But that was cyber. If you can, if you can do a cyber deal, or if you yes. can do even a Black Friday deal, but doesn't involve all kinds of you know shenanigans and, yeah. and bumper cars, and then, then that's great. But I mean, you know, I 
I always tend to holiday shop right at the very last minute. So two or three days before Christmas or whatever, I'm running around doing what I got to do. So it's obviously better or best to do it way up front. I mean, there was one year, I think, in my entire mm-hmm. life, I shopped in September just because I was inspired to do so. And I had nothing to do throughout the season because it was all done. Boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. There's something really cool about that last minute. to run minute. around at the last minute. You know, it is what it is. All right, on the heels of that, I I read an interesting story. That's a lot of American Express points. Now, we all have an obsession in this country, in this town, with with points. All right, it's been reported that a Chinese billionaire put $170.4 million he purchased on his Amex card because he purchased a Madiani uh, Italian painting. He put it on his black card, $170 million. I don't even know how that's possible. This man who doesn't exactly struggle to afford a plane ticket can now fly free in first class with his whole family anywhere in the world for the rest of his life. I mean, really, seriously. Good for him. And all because he bought the painting on his black card for $170 million. Now, you know, a guy who's got that kind of money clearly doesn't need to be saving airfare or whatever, but for the rest of his life, he flies free. My question, because I, I, I question myself about this all the time because I'm a point person, what is the obsession with points, Amex points, Citibank Advantage points, Chase, you know, Platinum Card points, airline, what, what, what's the obsession with us, with, with these points? Is it because we get something for free? Is it that? Or is it just because it's it's a thing to do? It's a game answered it yeah. i think that's what it is but but is it but, all of those all of we're those all things? so human we're hunters let's go back to you know the cave days mm-hmm. we men and women these, i think women are too or we're gatherers we're yeah. hunters you're gatherers. hunters or gatherers. Yeah. gatherers and this is what we're doing <laughs> yeah. with the points with any of these things and we feel a sense of triumph if we use it you know, uh, only this is the 21st century it, way of using our hunting and gathering I instinct that we're I, I also think it's just a matter of, <laughs> of being smart Right, you have the opportunity to do that. I use my Amex for everything, and then pay it off, you know, with cash every month instead of just using cash. So <laughs> if too. I have the opportunity to use my debit card or my Amex, I'm gonna always use my Amex. I do the same thing, and I do it a lot for business purposes too, because at the end of the year, it's so easy to just so take much a snapshot of what your expenses were, whether they're personal or business, and just yep. say, okay, yeah. so here, this is what I did all year long. I would agree with that. Wouldn't and then, it be of course, great? Card, and I do get points on my yeah. Amex, of course. Wouldn't it be great if this guy? Who got all these points? You're donated. Oh, same brain. So totally. l- let's like that. start a campaign to him virtually that he should donate people that can't afford to see their families. He gives away he a gives flight away to a family. Flight, uh, genius. All yeah, the time. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And then yeah. what I wanted to say also is Oh, you want to comment on her? No, 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 no. Should, go, go, go. I just wanted to say that I think the whole point thing is just the rise of intelligence on the on the on the part of the companies. It's incentive to use certain companies. Sure. If you've got a company Correct. over here that yeah. doesn't give a point program, Correct. and then you've got one to the right of you that does. I'm for those listening. I'm pointing to the left for the company that doesn't. <laughs> Um, you're going to use the company on the right. It's just smart stuff. Everything is getting smarter. It's genius marketing. It it absolutely is. And, you know, as far as airlines are concerned, I mean, I just came back from Mexico and I got a very cheap flight to and from. So I paid for it because it wasn't worth, you know, redeeming points for that. But, you know, sometimes – you book at the last minute, and you know if it's not blacked out on points, you use the points because it's 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 cost effective. But you know you can use points for hotels, you can use points to rent cars, you can rent in certain restaurants and certain destinations, and and clearly airlines. But um, you know I'm 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 guilty of it too on my American Express card, and I've been doing that for years. And I, as I said, you know it's easy for me to keep everything in one place. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the bill comes at the end of the month and I want to pull every hair out of my head when I see the number. But, you know, right. instead of being spread out all over the place, it's yeah. in one place it's and it still cool. is the same right. thing. Very cool. Yeah. Yes, and and then it's easy at the end of the year for tax purposes, at the end of the year for business expenses or whatever you're, you're looking to calculate because it is all there. We have to take a break, but we have much more to go when we come back. You're listening to Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. Don't go away. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Put Blue Realty Group to work for you. Blue Realty Group is a full-service luxury real estate brokerage firm in Manhattan. With our global reach, unrivaled marketing capabilities, and veteran team, Blue serves some of the world's most exclusive and high-profile buyers and sellers. Visit us today at BlueRealtyGroup.com. At Blue Realty Group, we feel that people matter and results count. Our mission with you is to meet and deliver expectations to drive the results you want. We're ready now. Visit BlueRealtyGroup.com. That's B-L-U-RealtyGroup.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at blurealtygroup.com. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back, and we're talking to Rachel Altschiller, Ivy Ray, Deborah Hoffman, and Niall Lundgren, uh, and we're going to chat about a little, a few things off the real estate topic for, for a couple of segments, and then we'll get into a couple of um, really you know serious points in real estate. But anyway, we talked about Black Friday. We talked about the, this obsession with points, and so I want to ask, you know, just in the, in the spirit of where we are right now, holidays coming up, are we shopping addicts? Are you, would you consider yourself a shopping addict, or is it just you know something you do because you need need to buy a gift because it's holiday. Well, I mean, for me personally, I think I think it goes in waves. The reason why I didn't buy anything this week or this year is because this you week know, you, <laughs> meant, you meant that. <laughs> That's me. This week is because right. is because I've I've had you know I had a really good I did this the, what Deborah was talking about I had a lot of really good smart buys you know Black Friday last year and Cyber Monday this time you know I, I think I have everything. There's only so much stuff that you can kind of accumulate. Um, and you know I've had a successful year, so I don't think I need to go too crazy. But in general, I mean, I think I read some stats. I don't. Remember, remember what it was, but it was record breaking in terms of the uh, you know the amount of money spent on Friday. Um, the good news is that people I don't, don't, did anybody die? I mean, not not like in the past. I haven't I haven't that's heard the or good read news. that. That's oh, you no mean like from stomped. Stampedes? Yeah. Well, yes. from Stampedes. No you know, one got stomped. Cars, the whole bumper car thing. So, I, mean, I joke no about deaths. it. But that's serious. I mean, in that's terms of th- that that's good. But in terms of the the volume of money spent, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it seems like we it's are good for the economy. Well, but and it seems in the past couple of years that that spending has gone up. So you're completely correct. Yeah. And I don't remember the number either, but it's but it's high. Deborah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. But I've been listening to the business reports for the last week and they do the right before Black Friday and what's coming up and whatever. And it was so interesting because they were saying that both Macy's and Nordstrom's predicted their numbers were going to be down, and they were. 
And what's interesting is interesting. they're trying to figure out where people are spending because there is this money coming in. They're spending on home improvements. I saw that. They're spending at Lowe's. They're spending at Home Depot. And my first thought, again, Rachel, circling back to nice. real Circle it back. Is this is very good because you should enjoy the place you live. Enjoy it beautifully as long as you can. But when you're ready to sell, you want that place looking pristine. So That's exactly what I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't consider myself a shop, shopping article. addict, but I do consider myself you know, someone who likes to treat himself to things. So if I'm buying yeah. gifts... It's one for you, one for me, one yep. for you, one for me, Do one you for promise? you, one for me. Yes. Oh, that is so funny. Now I get it. One so for I come you, home one for me. A, yeah. One, I buy something for you, but I also buy something for me. Then oh, I buy something for Deborah, then I buy something I for me. I love that. So I, I come home with a bag of just Vince stuff and then a bag full of stuff for everybody, everybody else. else. I, it's what good. an idea. Yeah, it's it. good. And because you know you what? I serve I don't it, shop. So well, thank you. But I don't I don't shop all the time. So, you know, it's when you do get find me in the store, I'm like, okay, so yeah, I could use that. And yeah, I could use that. And, and okay, I could well, use one of those that? too. Yeah. yeah. I you just know, had I one of those days the other every day. Every Christmas, I give myself an incredible gift. Mm. And I, I don't plan it. It's just every single Christmas. I used to, when I was younger, probably, I didn't do that. You know, you're, yeah. it's the season of gift, but we need to continue to give to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I always, one thing. That's what I do for each check. Every me single too. closing, I Always, I don't care how much it costs or how little it costs. I buy something for myself mm-hmm. throughout for the year you. because at, to your point, yes, think about yourself, but not just Christmas when it's expected, but throughout the year. It's a, the best feeling in the world. I and do we do work very too. hard yeah. in our business. And so I do the same thing with each check. It could be something very small or mm-hmm. something, you know, nice size, whatever. But mm-hmm. I always treat myself. So moving on to music, just two weeks after pulling the plug on their upcoming concert in Paris, the popular band U2 and Bono have bravely decided to perform despite ongoing terror threats to the city of Paris and other major metropolises around the world. Their new HBO concert will originate from Paris and air on December 7th at 9 o'clock. So, you know, people are asking, is it safe for Bono, is it safe for U2 to be in Paris in an open arena uh, and performing for the the folks out there uh, in that wonderful country Based on what just happened at another concert, you know, less than less than two or three weeks ago. So, you know, the the feeling out there is, yeah, great. Thank you for coming here and doing this for us and lifting our spirits. But how safe is this going to be for you too? I mean, I'm concerned. How how safe is it going to be for us living in New York? How safe is it going to be for anyone. for anyone living in London, or well, living or, anywhere, or Paris, Any, or yeah, anywhere, anywhere? So can we can we live our lives based on fear? Because that's what. You know, it seems like these terrorists want. I yeah. agree with you. I um, I think that the primary aim, or it, it's been written, you know, if you do a little studying on terrorism, and uh, their primary aim is to unsettle forever. Fear. So it's not, you know, each thing obviously has its huge loss, its unthinkable events that take place. But their bottom line is to take the very fiber of safety mm-hmm. and normalcy and disrupt it forever. That would be, that's, you know, that's what, what is written to be as much as people can be in the minds of these guys. So uh, is it safe? I, I want to salute, as I'm sure all of you will agree, Bono and you too, because they are taking totally. a tremendous risk. Mm. Um, and the message is really important. As we remember at 9-11, all of us, you know, got up and went out. Because the one thing they want is for you not to do that. And New Yorkers were mm-hmm. awesome. They did the same thing in Paris. They were back out on the streets. They were having celebrations and huge grieving, you know, gatherings. 
But I think from the safety perspective, if there's any safe place on earth right now, it's likely Paris. <laughs> they are getting down because it just happened there the same way New York City. Yeah. But what is safe? You know, so. but I but I agree with that, and you can't live your life as Niall said in fear. You know, mm-hmm. but but Bono um, and you two, they're pe- world peacemakers, and yeah. you know they're humanitarians, and so they 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 feel the need to do this. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I just worry for the safety of not only the band, but of the 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 yeah. people who are going oh. to be in the audience as usual. And you know, uh, we were talking about this uh, two weeks ago, I think, or yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, when I was last here in the studio with uh, my guest, and you know, it, it's it's gotten to the point where um, you can't even control terrorism because you don't even know where it comes from anymore. I mean, you know where it comes from, but you don't know how it's going to land. It's their because point. it's exactly it's it, because it's just so spread out. It's not and a land erratic. war anymore. It's yeah. it's a people war. It's a humanitarian war. It's a drop a bomb in the city war. It's that kind of stuff. So you don't really know where it's going to come from. Or when. So, um, again, I think we just need to be vigilant, but we need to live our lives, you know, as best as we can. Because I think that one of the things that they look for is fear. And they want to kind of stall a a, a population uh, with fear. But, you know, New Yorkers especially are not going to let that happen. I don't think the Paris people are going to let that happen either. I think they're Right, and you too is making a global claim. They're making a statement, life goes Mm -hmm. on, and we're going to be the ones that sort of really – spearhead the celebration and contribution. I I have a number of relatives who are very, very high ranked in the United States Navy. And one thing they each taught me years ago is the way to really terrorize people and stop a conflict and do something is to break their hearts. Mm -hmm. And that's what these people are doing. Mm -hmm. And we could all hearken back to 9-11. And I'm sure Ivy will back me up on this is People were saying within a week or two after 9-11 was lightning doesn't strike twice. I want to be downtown. Mm-hmm. And not only was that a safety thing and we were all pulling it together safety-wise and security-wise, but as you just said, Vince, it's the idea of we're moving on with life and we're not going to let them win. This is our home. Get out of my home. Don't you dare break my heart. But I said this a couple of weeks ago on the show yeah. too. Um, even if lightning does strike twice in a mm-hmm. particular area, and, and 9-11 was your example, you know, I said right after that incident, you know, I'm not letting these bastards run me out of my town, out of my home. Yes. I'm going to be here. I'm going to stay here if lightning does strike twice, and that is what my destiny is. Well, so be it, because right. I can't control that anyway. And, yeah. exactly. Along those lines, circling back to real estate. <clears throat> um, I, well, that's what we're all about, folks. It's our life it's here. It's hard That's not to. It's true. We live and breathe it. I know a number of clergy people of all denominations on the Upper West Side who said there are a lot of French families who are moving to the Upper West Side, but it's not from this. All these families, no matter what the media says or what you read, have been planning it for years for job opportunities, for educational opportunities. That's what it was. This was just a little bit of a catalyst. So if you hear people are shifting because of this, no, it's not. That was just the, okay, this is our last excuse to go, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and just and one other thing to point out, you know, as we're talking about Paris and it not affecting us or is it safe to be in New York, you know, I'm actually going to Paris in three weeks. Yay. So, Good for you. You, know, you booked I, it before this yeah, happened? Yeah, I booked it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I could cancel it, but th- there's no reason to do that. I mean, why why would I do that? Man because, after my own heart. You know, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to stand up and, and enjoy the city as I should. 
There's a lot of pictures. I'm actually more concerned on the day-to-day than I am on an international level. Of course, it's a big concern, and it's actually, I've been depressed about it for the past few weeks, but I'm more concerned about what's going on in our city, people walking into movie theaters and schools, and just like domestic terrorism. Domestic terrorism from our own, like... From Planned Parenthood. You know, it's just, exactly. It's it's off the charts everywhere. Right. Right. Well, that's what I was saying before about you did, you know, it's a whole different, you know, terrorist war. I was watching a series on uh, CNN the other night, flipping channels, and it was about the 70s. And I had seen that series, I think it was on this past summer, yeah. but they were repeating one episode about all the terrorist acts that took place in the 70s. And I had forgotten some of them. I mean, it's a long time ago. And then I was reminded. And, you know, again, it was a very different war. You know, you were fighting on the ground. You were fighting in different countries. You were fighting different peoples, whatever. And, and you know, in those days, it was just as tragic and traumatic as and it scary. is today. And scary. But when you take it, you know, 40 years later mm-hmm. and you look at how it happens today, you know, just out of nowhere and you can be anywhere – that's a whole different. Um, that's a whole different world. So anyway, just to segue um, into the next two segments, which will be back to real estate. I wanted to ask about joint bank accounts with couples and moving in too soon with your significant other in a new relationship. Because in this business of real estate that we are all in, I mean, I've encountered this many times. But you know, uh, I've actually, and I think I've mentioned this on the air. I've, I've actually been involved, not involved, but witnessed fights with couples over, you know, things that I feel like, well, you know, this you need to take that home and discuss because I don't want to hear it. I think we all have, we all have. No. But oh, at the end of the day, stories. you know, it, it, some people tend to move in too quickly. And I mean, when I say move in, I mean move in. You know, furniture, you know, lock, stock, and barrel, not just spend time with each other. But do you find that, you know, in in this society today, that people are doing that more frequently? And, and and too soon in relationships or not? I would say yes. I don't know how much time we have until break. Uh, two minutes. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I, thought you were, I thought you were setting up to talk yeah, about yeah. it after. No, no, I, we're going to continue. Say, I'm going to say yes because, you know, rental prices are becoming higher and mm-hmm. higher. And the way to live in this city affordably, especially for younger folks, is to – move in together, whether it's with roommates or not. Mm-hmm. To check up. Exactly. And if they... If oh, but that's a good point, though. Because if they're yeah. done with the roommate right. thing and you're dating someone for six months, mm-hmm. it's like, why would I spend, you know, an extra 3200 You know, let's just move in together. Or why get another roommate? Yeah. You know, or replace somebody who's moving out, whatever, when you, you know, you're with somebody and, and it makes sense to kind of do that because the rents are high. And we're not even talking about buying something at the moment, yeah. but, the, but the rents are high and only getting higher. I still look at these numbers each day and mm. or each week in it's my business, crazy. and I just yeah. completely the, shake There my was head. a great article in The Real Deal. I don't know if you read it, but it, yes, it, talking about how can these rents even go even higher? Yeah, it's it's going that. to explode. And along with the terrorism we were talking about and with the high rents, I think there's going to be it, – it will affect the real estate market, and I think there's going to be a flood of people going – we have talked about this on the show before – going to Connecticut and Jersey and mm-hmm. Westchester, having second homes, looking for a little bit of peace and yeah. tranquility Upstate. in their life Well, there's safety. certainly not as much of a – I would venture to guess. Yeah. There's not as much of potential uh, in Woodstock. Sure, exactly. For a terrorist attack as there is, you know, near Times Square. Right. <laughs> so you know what I wanted to say? I know Where we are now. Break, but I find the <laughs> – People moving in together, rather refreshing, and I find it a positive move. Uh, I agree. We're going to continue that on the other side of the break. We do need to take a break. Uh, We are coming back in a few minutes. Don't go away.
stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Put Blue Realty Group to work for you. Blue Realty Group is a full-service luxury real estate brokerage firm in Manhattan. With our global reach, unrivaled marketing capabilities, and veteran team, Blue serves some of the world's most exclusive and high-profile buyers and sellers. Visit us today at BlueRealtyGroup.com. At Blue Realty Group, we feel that people matter and results count. Our mission with you is to meet and deliver expectations to drive the results you want. We're ready now. Visit BlueRealtyGroup.com. That's B-L-U-RealtyGroup.com. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at blurealtygroup.com. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody. We are back, and we're talking about uh, couples who meet and then move in uh, maybe prematurely, maybe too early in their relationship, and then the joint bank account situation because this is where I have encountered you know, some issues. So you wanted to make a point, Ivy? Before yeah, we I won't go into the joint account thing because I think you're going to spin on that next. I just will say that we went through quite a period of time with kind of move-in and marriage phobia. Um, certainly move in phobia and relationship. It was big, 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 big singles time. There was, uh, you know, there were stats about that. I think that there is no greater place to learn who you are and to get your hard knocks. And I think that relationship is one of the sweetest places people can stay alone and keep their distance, whether it's in business, in partnerships, in business, creatively, or as man, woman, 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 man, man, when you keep your distance, you don't learn who you are. The moment that you enter relationship at whatever capacity, it's where the shit hits the fan. You can stay at home and keep a distance and think you're all fab. You don't know until you engage in relationship. So I'm a, I'm a big one for people moving in. I'm going to throw something out there again, and I'm not uh, you know, saying that I, I believe in this, but, you know, because people say this to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Is it sometimes a risk or a danger to the long-term aspect of a relationship if you do stuff, do stuff too quickly, if you move in too quickly? I would ask before before you kind of no but before you kind of get to know somebody and and really you know feel like okay so I think now is the time a year eighteen months whatever the, the I, number I, I think what people focus on I say this all the time to my single friends people are focused on the two people together the relationship and I think there's no such thing as too quickly or too fast based on my personal experience because I fell in love at first sight it's about how healthy is that one person. How healthy is the other person? And Absolutely that's why it's case agreed. by case. Agreed. So and two healthy, how healthy people, are they as a we? Exactly. And so two healthy well, people. Yeah, right. yes. Like I was single for a very long time and I had a lot of time to be by myself. And so when I entered a relationship, I feel I felt I brought a lot to the table. Yeah. Right. No, so I, I'm not saying that I agree really with what I said case. before. Yeah. It's just kind of throwing it out there because yeah. it, it really is case by case. It mm-hmm. really is individual people. It really is a whole bunch of uh, circumstances. 
And for the most part, you know, I think it works out. So it's all yeah. what two people put together now getting into the real estate aspect of it when they have to invest or rent in properties. That's where, you know, the couple the couple syndrome, as I call it, you know, yeah. can be tested. And we've all seen, you know, situations. But again, it's a, it's a life occurrence, just like a lot of other life occurrences. Real estate is just one of them. Let's talk about schools for a minute. In the contentious school zone debate happening on the Upper West Side these Woo. days, has, if it's taught us anything, it tells us that school zones can and do change. I got caught in a big situation last year with this. So even if you buy your rent in the heart of a prime public school zone, you could find your building cut out of the approved boundaries. Your kid uh, is could be sent to a different public school and your property values can be threatened. Here's what's happening in the Upper West Side currently. To alleviate overcrowding at the much-loved, beloved PS199, okay, everybody knows PS199 on West 70th Street, a rezoning has been proposed that would redirect some of the elementary school-age kids previously zoned for the high-performing PS199 to the relatively new PS452 and the more problematic PS199 in the neighborhood on West 61st Street. This has become very controversial, so much so that the Department of Education announced it is delaying its decision. I mean, I can only understand why they're doing that. Not to anybody's surprise, many parents are upset. So are condo and co-op owners who may or may not have kids in school. It doesn't matter because it really comes down to property values, whether your kids are in school or not. Sometimes it's not about the education. It's about the, the real estate. For the people who would still be zoned for 199 it would mean their property values would go up. But for those outside of the zone, they go down. Mm -hmm. So for those people who don't live in New York City, our listening audience around the world, um, let's kind of explain to them what a school you know, uh, zone or a very popular good school in New York City can do to property values. Because again, you know, this is real estate and it's all about the property values. Well, this happens all over the country, though. Mm -hmm. Anyone who lives in the suburbs know, I want to be in such and such school district, even if I don't have children that age, because it affects your property values. But as a student of history, about seven, eight years ago, the exact same thing happened on the Upper East Side, which is happening on the Upper West Side now. PS6. Well, not, no, PS6 not is, is even ancient history. What happened was PS51 was closed. It was condemned. It was falling apart. So they closed and condemned it. And teachers shifted, students shifted, parents got involved. This is the secret because about 20 years ago, PS6, as you mentioned, was a terrible school. It had lousy test scores Absolutely. until the parents started getting involved. And many of these were working parents, so there's no excuse. I don't have time for this. And they were working parents at minimum wage jobs, and they got involved. So what happened, though, with PS51 is being closed – uh, the children were sent to PS 158, another excellent school, and PS 290, another excellent school. The talk started about rezoning. The same thing happened as was happening on the Upper West Side happened on the Upper East Side. It took about two to three years, and they did rezone. Yeah. And some of the boundaries, they weren't that moved that far, but some went right down the middle of the street. It could be right down the middle of the street is exactly and what I was going on. the other side of the street, all of a sudden you're on the wrong side of the street, as they say, right? Yes. And now you're in a different school district. But what I and said, I've seen it happen yeah. to me with a client last year. Oh, my God. Yeah. But let's they talk bought about property values. Yeah. Just before they signed the contract. Did they get out? Yes, they did. Oh, wow. Now, that's Timing. interesting because what happened on the east side. No, they just didn't sign the contract. I mean, they, you know, they, the deal didn't mm. go well, through. Well, you were actually really lucky. They and, you were know, very yes. lucky. And yes. because, you know, in our fair housing, we're not allowed to, you know, point people in, 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 in certain areas, and we don't. But they told me where they wanted to be for their reasons, and so I just obliged. But you know what? At the end of the day, in the research that 
uh, my client did, uh, you know, realized that it was about to happen and it it was going to happen. And just before, and we pulled out because the whole purpose of moving into that particular neighborhood was for that particular school. And if it's not going to happen, we're not going to move did there. Did they find that information or did you find they the information? They did. Interesting. Because I, I, mean, I, 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 I looked into it as well after she pointed me in the, in, in the right direction and made some phone calls. But she's very, very astute and very smart. And she, you know, did her homework. And right, she found right. out that this is happening. Yeah. yeah. I well, mean, it could have been tragic. I mean, you're talking three, four million dollar apartment. Thank you. know, you. family size apartment. Now, all of a sudden, you're on the wrong side of the street. This literally was on the other side of the street. Mm-hmm. That's such an important point because as a buyer, this is something we should all remind ourselves. As a client buyer is signing a contract, if they have a very important variable that means everything to them, we should probably do more research right before just to confirm. We just don't have time to do that. But we do run into fair housing. What I do from the get-go is I give them them the addresses of all the educational websites from the gossipy blogs to the Mm -hmm. real information so they can satisfy themselves. And the city city, uh, sites and blogs that talk about all these things. You can forward a link to an article. You can do those things. And let them do their research. But in addition, what's interesting, what happened on the east side, though, discussing property values is the apartments that were studio and one-bedroom apartments, which traditionally you will not see people with young children living in, they did not lose their value. Mm. Part of it was because property values started going up and we had a lack of inventory. Right. But they did not lose their value. It was really the twos and threes. And that's very interesting. You know, and, and that some makes of it, sense. Perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. some that's of it will be dependent upon schools and, and yeah. some of it will be uh, depend on a lot of other things. But that's very interesting that that didn't happen. Yes. You know, I do. The, I can't even express enough the unfortunateness of deciding to move on a unit and you are specifically – I'm a parent, man. You're doing it because your kids are going to go to this school. Absolutely. And I get it. I actually left the city so my kid could go to mm-hmm. a school. Prior to that, I moved so my kid could go to the best you know, pre-K in the well, city. It's all about the children. I mean, it's, it's all about you know, sure. it's your child. I can't even imagine and I'm hoping – I mean how do you guys feel about this? My hope is that there will be some sort of allowance made for people that have just made a purchase – or for people that have just relocated to a rental, how can they just be in denial of the fact that, I don't know, go citywide with it or go into that area? 75 families have done what they've done over the last year so that when their kids are of that school age, they'll be moving in and then the ordinance changes. I not, just can't It's not imagine. only that. It's not going to change because what we're finding, we saw this during the downturn, a lot of parents, and again, I'm talking the Upper East Side, but a lot of parents who took their kids out of uh, private schools because they were so expensive. And they said, hey, we're in a great public school yeah. district. A, they couldn't get in because of overcrowding. B, they weren't even letting siblings in because of overcrowding. And that's why they're creating the school in addition to the academics is because of overcrowding. Well, this they has been an issue all along yep. in Manhattan, you yep. know, having had a son that came up in the educational uh, system it, here. It, it, but it, I mean, when you just buy something and then you get the news six weeks later that the that the zoning has changed – Oh my God! I it's, mean, I can't even imagine. It's dramatic, and we're going to talk a little bit about more more about that in upcoming shows. Uh, but yeah. I want to move on. So, landlords often add clauses and addendums with unique rules and restrictions to their standard leases. And I'm beginning to see in my own business a lot of cuckoo things going into leases. The most common riders have to do with window guards, disclosures on lead paint, blah, blah, uh, early out, early in, cancellation clauses, whatever. But last week, Brick Underground reported a landlord uh, reported on a landlord who asked for tenants to use specific cleaning products in their apartment, banned others. And apparently it's all totally legal. Many leases can and will ban smoking or pets, 
uh, and sometimes based on a certain weight or breed. You can add anything into a rider and agree on anything in that rider as long as it's legal and both parties say yes. Uh, so what's not legal? Anything that discriminates against someone's race, religion, gender, or sexual orientation, or a service dog. And people forget about that. You know, if you have a service dog, uh, they are allowed into these buildings. And that's becoming very controversial, but yet it is still legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, other allowed provisions, no harsh chemicals, no Airbnb, Airbnb, rental insurance is required, carpeting specifics uh, fines for overstaying a lease, and of course the sublet policy. But here's a new one. Landlords are starting to say uh, in lease riders, no pornography allowed in your apartment. I get Whoa. that. I, know, I get that. that. And, the re- and the reason I'm talking, and the reason I brought, I get that. The reason I'm talking about this today is because that. when I I'm read this story this. last I week, I was absolutely <laughs> incensed. I thought, what on earth? And how could you stop someone? In the confines of their own and apartment. Whose business is it anyway? <laughs> it's not even a matter you of whose business. You are kidding me. There would be a lot that's of entry true, buildings in New York City. <laughs> just saying. It's true. And I agree with you. And I don't think they're going to enforce it. Here's the story. You know when we put together a board package for a co-op? Mm-hmm. And the board wants to see all the statements, in de- the checking statements mm-hmm. in detail. They want to see what you're spending your money on. They want to make sure it's not a ton of porn. They want to make sure it's not illegal. But porn substances. can be free. It's not like you're paying I, for it on the internet. I understand, right? but that—that's part of the original thing. Well, because what we're going over to, <laughs> like I said, I it's don't not, do it. It's, they're not going to enforce it. It's more to scare people because there were a number of incidences in a number right. of buildings where registered sex offenders lived there. Correct, but that's another, is, that's another no, no, no. whole situation. It's another whole it's situation. Another whole, but just say that sex offenders are watch not, porn. I know, but people who are just especially landlords who want to protect their property values who are not necessarily savvy or all that smart are putting that in thinking it's linked. Nile, what do you have to say about Ooh, porn? Go, Nile. I have some interesting thoughts about on this porn? because I, this you is the first time I'm hearing you? about this. But <laughs> <laughs> when you look at like the standard lease that says 80% of your floor has to be covered by carpet, Correct. Mm-hmm. it's not like that's that actually it's has enforceable. to be enforced, mm-hmm. right? But what my understanding is is that if there's somebody who's on the third floor and the person who lives on the fourth floor has heels and they're walking back and forth yeah. and they keep complaining to the owner, the owner can actually point to the person on the fourth floor and say, hey, in your lease it says 80% has to be covered by carpet. You're actually disturbing the person below you. Mm-hmm. So if, if we use that same rationale for porn – all right, this yeah. is a thin stretch, right? but let's maybe, go for it. You know, if this, then it, that. If it's becoming a yeah. problem, you know, whether it's, you know, the noise. I don't know if people have it on speakers. They should probably use their headphones. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but if they have it, it could be loud. You know, there's there's different things that, you know, could be disturbing to people, whether they're walking by and the door's open. I don't know what, you know, possibly could be going on. But that, that might be a reason for them to enforce something. All right, we have to take a break. If oh. We're going to come back. Because, no, 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 we're going to complete this because I have a couple <laughs> You're right. We are listening to Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. Don't go away. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
put Blue Realty Group to work for you. Blue Realty Group is a full-service luxury real estate brokerage firm in Manhattan. With our global reach, unrivaled marketing capabilities, and veteran team, Blue serves some of the world's most exclusive and high-profile buyers and sellers. Visit us today at BlueRealtyGroup.com. At Blue Realty Group, we feel that people matter and results count. Our mission with you is to meet and deliver expectations to drive the results you want. We're ready now. Visit BlueRealtyGroup.com. That's B-L-U-RealtyGroup.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, real estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at blurealtygroup.com. Now, back to the show. Back And we left the last segment speaking about porn and how <laughs> landlords Good are trying morning. to put pornography or lack of in, in uh, new leases. And, you know, I was saying before, I read this story a week or two ago, and I, I, I laughed out loud several times. And I just wanted everyone's opinion on this because I have not yet seen that in any leases that I've done. But you wanted to make a point, Ivy, about this? I do. Because- I just think it's a fine line. And I certainly have a keen eye out on all of the things that sort of sneak in as new law. And, you know, there's just there's really a fine line. And I think that that even being, as you kept saying, how in the hell is that legal? Mm-hmm. But I, I just think we need to be careful what people do in the privacy of their own home. I will make no assumption that this leads to pedophiles, that this leads to rapes. Right. I personally, how I feel about porn, I'm not even going to bring up on the air. I think it's a glorious thing maybe. And then there's, it's problematic if all people do is watch porn. You know, how are you ever going to, you know, have a real relationship? But mm-hmm. for landlords to be able to put it in their leases, I think it's a it's a line that shouldn't be crossed. Yeah, no, I agree. Apparently, so apparently, the, the landlords are calling it a no obscenity, you know, rider, and that include no magazines, no movies, no internet content that would be considered adult or obscene. Translated, no pornography in the apartment at all. Oh, go this live is, in Birmingham, Alabama. This is the right, this is the clause that goes into the <laughs> into the lease country. Are we Amish? Oh, yeah, where that yeah. kind of thing is well, allowed. Well, that's crazy. Are you, know, you kidding me? Do you see what's on TV? Thank do, you. Do people watch what's That's on like, TV. Yeah. Don't have cable. Yeah. I can't believe. I it. I'm glad you just understand. read the whole thing. No Showtime this or HBO. Br- landlord is tripping. Yeah, they need exactly. to go live like you know. I don't but know in the middle I, of Salt Lake. I think the other concern that this particular landlord has, and let's see if this grows in in our population and and, and kind of spreads around. But I guess that can translate into people inviting people, um, you know, uh, partners over to their home for service, for service, or for whatever you know. And mm-hmm. so they don't want the in and out of you know the transient you know hookup. You so live on earth people have sex and they're serious about it (laughs) and if they don't get it they buy it and people that are married i mean this is as old as they don't get it they buy it okay well 
If they don't get it, they buy it. And if they're not going to buy it, they watch it. And if they're not, it's part of human nature. I, no, God I'm not bless pass, that I, landlord. I'm not passing oh, no. judgment. I just find I this know. whole thing hysterical. It's fascinating. It's hysterical. hysterical, too. Great and I don't topic, even know where, Vince. Where do you even go with that? I mean, if I, I see this in a lease, I wouldn't even know how to I would like to have him on the show. Client. Let's get that landlord on the show. Oh, yes. Yeah. I agree. I'll talk to him. Yeah, let's do I that. I agree. That let's, would be let's fun. Let's let him talk. Let's do it. Let him talk. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Sir, when was the last time you had sex? I mean, like, he must be suffering some, from some kind of whatever, but, you know, yeah. or when you put this in, no magazines, no movies, no, you know, it, it gets, it, it gets back to the, the, the certain cleaning solution. So if I want to use Fabuloso or whatever the hell the cleaning, which I would never Ka-boom. use. Boom. Okay, whatever. That's what I saw. But that I mean, why can't you? It's your own house. So this is an important point. Now, this relates to buildings with four units or six units or more. Yeah. Because if it's four units or yeah. less, yeah. then they can enforce yeah. these types well, of things. That's right. So Brownstones, I mean, I get that. But, I yeah. think but I'm actually kind of. Then if you have kids on the first floor and you don't want chemicals on the second floor, it's. it's I actually, I'm kind of impressed that. by that. I, because, you know, if you've got, a lot of the buildings have a problem with airflow. Unit to unit. Right. You know, how many people have you gotten the phone call yeah, and they're like, yeah. it's like I smoke cigarettes. One of my neighbors must be smoking and it comes in my son's bedroom and their son is three years old. Yeah. 24-7. Yeah. So we have – so when people use – I personally don't use any chemicals in my house. And I learned a long time ago that I wasn't don't the way to go. So I think it's <coughs> – excuse me – kind of cool that there is a consciousness that's you know considering restrictions on that. Yeah. Because you're consuming it. If you've got that flow problem in your building, you're breathing in all their fumes that mm-hmm. they they may use every day obsessively on their toilet. But the question is, where do you draw the line as to what's allowed and what's not? What's I think that's the back thing. Yeah. Because you could disallow everything. I know. Or- well, this is actually health. And this has actually been proven. And they could argue it's health also. To use the chemicals? It's, oh no no no! I'm I'm going back to porn. Oh, I wasn't. That <laughs> I whole, haven't I haven't left porn. My whole discussion. Porn can be therapeutic for some people. Yes, I would assume it can be cathartic, actually, therapeutic, whatever you want to talk absolutely. about. Absolutely, they're let's... using it as pain management now. Deb is the cutest people that thing have ever. allergies to unbelievable pain. Where in the world are we? Pain management. Pornography is pain management. <laughs> yeah. Medicinal marijuana is pain management. Right what, on. What is next? Well, I think it's be- they're not doing massive drugs. They're actually going to alternative methods. I Again, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not passing any judgment. I'm just just you yeah. know marveling over the yeah. the, the, the getting more creative than pharma. Yeah, uh, they got nothing know, else will, to do. Whatever. The next yeah, lease will be the, interesting. The, Let's see if they laugh at this one. The oh, next lease. Yes. The next <laughs> lease I do. I'm really going to pay very close attention. Mirrored. No one can see. Yeah, there you go. No mirrors on the wall. Anything is possible. All right, let's move on to, we only have a few minutes left to go. Again, as Brick Underground reports, after six years of covering (laughs) New York City real estate, there's so much about living situations that can and do go wrong. uh, But there's also so much that goes right. Living here in New York City, in the concrete jungle, again, for the listening audience around the world, you know, in the suburbs, in, in the rest of this country, there is no place on earth like New York City. Part of what makes living in the city and navigating its naughty real estate terrain so challenging but also invigorating is that just when you think we've had enough, something happens to make it clear that there's so much to be thankful for for living in this town. So my mm-hmm. question to all of you in this spirit of Thanksgiving where we all give thanks to everything in our life, people, situations, friends, family – uh, we give thanks for the special blessings that we have. So let's add one more line item to that, and that's living in New York City. So what is so special or what are you thankful about living in the city? What what, or why does it work for you? 
Mm, the access, the diversity, the art, the music, the food, the people. I love New York. Mm-hmm. Like the neighbors also. There's a stereotype in the rest of the country that New Yorkers are cold. New Yorkers are all into themselves. But you look at any building, and buildings are neighborhoods. And this just mm-hmm. happened with a colleague of mine. She got very, very sick. Her next-door neighbor, who she usually has coffee with, was concerned when she wasn't answering the door. The whole floor rallied to make sure. She's okay, thank God. But she, the whole floor rallied to uh, talk to the doorman to get medical care. She also lives in an inaccessible area in Manhattan. The way we all watch out for each other, for example, I think, Vince, if someone did not see you going outside with Jet for a while and they knew you were around, they'd be very concerned. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if you don't talk to them, they see you in the elevator. There's something about your neighbors. I had a neighbor just last week say to me, hey, is Jet okay? I haven't seen Jet in a long time. I said, Jet's great, you know, because I guess we've been on different schedules, whatever. So when I'm taking her out or coming back in and – this particular woman hadn't seen, but you, but you're very right. The That's neighbors. Additional what Ivy said. I, well, and I also say dependable building staff are like family. So forget the neighbors. You know, mm-hmm. I depend on my building staff for everything. I've lived in my building now for 12 years. I feel like mm-hmm. it's my home. And in addition to that, I feel like my home is my sanctuary. I mean, yeah. it's it doesn't matter where it is. It could be in a prairie somewhere in the Midwest. It could be upstate New York, nice and quiet on a farm. Or it could be in a, you know, 16-story building with 90 units and I close my door and it's just my home and it's yeah. just my place. And I just absolutely feel like it's my sanctuary. And I look forward to my quiet time. There are times that I don't want to be home, you know, whatever. I've got things to do. But I look to, I look forward to my quiet time. And again, that's what I say thank you to New York City for because it gives me the diversity. It gives me wonderful views. It gives me, um, you know, lots of fun things to do. It gives me access to all kinds of transportation. It gives me my sanctuary. It gives me my building staff who, you know, quite frankly, I don't know what I would do without because they are really an amazing building staff. It's Mm -hmm. just quite, and I've lived all over the place. This, this crew is unbelievable. I'm allowed to have Jed in my home. You know, there are some places where you can't have a pet Mm -hmm. and that's tough, you know, but my building, you know, allows that. So, you know, She's got a, a safe sanctuary for herself as well, and that's even more important to me than my sanctuary. So mm-hmm. it all kind of works, and I and I especially want to say thank you because of the season that we're in and, and Thanksgiving and all, that um, it's a great place to be. And yeah. we also Amen. work here, and we do a lot of good business here. And, you know, we all live in different neighborhoods. That's what's so interesting. So we all come from different parts of this city, uh, but we all come together in our business that's real estate and on this radio show once a week. And we can talk about all of the good things that we experience here I, in I'm New York. I'm thankful for 20% down. <laughs> there you go. I'm I'm thankful. That's hilarious. And your face is even funny. I, I, really? But I'm, I'm The thank- co-op saved us. <laughs> yes, the subprime. It's true. seriously, it's true. that's well, right. It's so I am true. thankful for co-ops. Right. I can't believe I'm saying this. Holy cow! But I am thankful for co-ops. Manhattan had a maximum at the worst worst time mm-hmm. a two point seven percent foreclosure rate, and it wasn't co-ops. There you that's go. right. That is fantastic. That's right. I agree. And if you want to talk about just that's overall right. general, you know, gratefulness, uh, I think it's important to note, you know, Vince, you know, Richard Lorenzen, Blue Realty, and everyone else that's sitting at this table, and you know, you know, Phil and Perul and everybody <clears> else, 
who um, and everyone else, the engineers, everyone who puts this together at Voice America. It's been an awesome experience getting to know everybody and growing with you guys and sharing professional and personal experiences. Um, it's, it's been nothing but beautiful and helpful. And yes. Thank you. We feel the yes. same. I'm grateful really for, for everybody nice. else. And that's Agreed. a great way to end the show, unfortunately, uh-huh. always out of time. That is Good Morning New York for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can catch the show anytime on podcast or on our website, voiceamerica.com. For all of us at Voice America all around the world, thanks for being here with us today, and we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week. Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones. We'll be right back.